Want some? Fuck, I thought for sure it was him. But there he is, glasses and all. <laughs> Tony Gabagool, Grandma. Something but fat and nitrates. Gabagool. Over here. Frank? Yeah. I hit the record button. Oh, okay. Um, we're just going to start off the show with a little bit we're going to do where Eric asks me more about um, Italian stereotypes and to see if they pan with my family and my experience. <laughs> why, why are He's you going to ask me if all my relatives wear chains? What? If everyone has a mustache. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, because last, I know last year, last episode, you asked me about uh, Gabagool. Right. <laughs> No, but you're specifically Italian and from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Did you find that insulting? Is that a, is that a word from New Jersey, Gabagool? Is that a regional uh, dialect? Yeah, it says so, it? it says so on Wikipedia. Does it? Yeah. Mm. Did you find that insulting? Does it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, hey, we're back. It's still yep. coronavirus. It's um, May what 11th? Yeah, 12th. 12th um still here um we watched a lot of um 90 day fiance yeah in the last two episodes um i will say i i thought i saw a dead guy really uh, yesterday yeah was it another faker uh not quite no it definitely wasn't <laughs> faking <laughs> i was running home from uh, i was on my way home from my morning run and it's like nine ish in the morning. Okay, running home. I saw. A, I see a guy on the ground who looks like what you think of when you think of like a chalk outline pose. Like, right. Ugh. Right. Splayed. Like didn't lay down. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like collapsed. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Arm up. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It looks a bit shocked. Like the DRI logo. Yes. DRI. Like, yeah. You know the band. It's like the the uh, the guy like this. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like like you're walking across the street symbol. Like he's skanking horizontally. Yes. Yeah. He didn't, again, he didn't intend. It's not a relaxed <laughs> pose. It's not like my lay down pose. Right. Anyway, he's on the, on this sidewalk, uh-huh. um, in the middle of the sidewalk. Okay. And I'm running past. And I'm like, oh man, the guy looks dead. And I keep running. And then my conscience gets the better of me. I was like, ah, oh, I should stop. Oh, I would never stop my run for anything. For a dead person? I can't break my momentum. <laughs> I'll circle back. It was right. It was right near Mr. Mango. You know Mr. Mango. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right on that block. Okay. Actually, right in front of the uh, bodega at the end of that block. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I, I gotta stop. I gotta see if this guy's dead or not. Not for a story, but like to be a good citizen, to sure. be a good person. But also a story. <laughs> no, uh, you know, it's more to like, I can't, I can't just let this guy die. Right. Trying to one up me. I get it. <laughs> oh, I think that guy's really dead. So. uh so I walk over and he, he looks real fucked up. Um, there's no blood or anything. Okay. Um, but he looks like disheveled and like he's been drinking all night kind of. Okay. I think he was just drunk and fell down. Was it me? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I could tell he, like, he was awake and he was, he was conscious. And I just put my head into the bodega. I was like, you guys aware of this guy? You're aware of this guy, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> so he's just uh close call catching a little siesta close call on the dead body uh watch in, in brooklyn new york okay i just had to take my dog's collar off because as soon as we hit record he starts scratching all his fleas off yeah um yeah anything goes man 
you know? <laughs> what does that mean? You can take a nap on the sidewalk. It's a pandemic. No, he collapsed. He wasn't taking a nap. nap. <laughs> he collapsed. And when I got to him, I realized that he was like kind of with it. So he was either like just super drunk and fell over. Yeah. Or something happened. Maybe someone pushed him over. I don't know. But he was fine. Did I... Did I tell you about when I saw the lady fall down into the garbage juice outside? <laughs> no. Did I talk about that on the podcast? No. That seems like something that I would talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so you know how there's a parking garage <laughs> right outside my building? Yeah. You know how I live in an enormous building? Mm-hmm. So on garbage day, it's like Mount Olympus of garbage outside. Yeah. But, it's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. So the next morning, I think I had to take, my wife had a doctor's appointment or something. So I was up really early. And, uh, I drove oh, her you did tell me a story. Yeah. yeah. I drove her to, I, I don't know if I told it on the podcast though. seems like something I would tell on the podcast. Anyway, yeah. um, I'll just tell it again. Cause it's, it's great. It makes you feel good. Sure. Um, uh, so I came back from, uh, this doctor's appointment really early in the morning and all the garbage was gone. Almost all of it was gone. The guys were throwing the bags into the back of the truck. And, uh, First, I pulled into the parking garage and this lady is like screaming at the guys in the parking garage because they're not moving fast enough. Mm. I'm like, whatever, lady. Fuck off. Seriously. She, they're in there huffing exhaust fumes all day. Like, yeah. They work in a garage. Yeah. So she's like super mad. She's got her like, her like, <laughs> I want to talk to the manager face on like, yeah. you know, and then so they finally come and take her car and she walks away. And as soon as she exits the garage, she starts screaming at the, the garbage men who are throwing the bags into the uh, back of the truck. Meanwhile, the bags have been leaking this yellowish goo, like, like yellowish water. Huh. Like it looked like, like if you, if you uh, diluted like mustard. Gross. Real gross, right? <laughs> and there's like gallons of it. Yeah. And so they're they're throwing this in the back of the truck. She's screaming at them and they're just looking at her like Yeah, who cares? Lady, I'm throwing garbage like, <laughs> goo bags into this fucking truck. Like I don't care Seriously. what your problem is. Yeah. And she's like, Well, find know. a new problem. Well, I never, you know, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. T- like turns on her heel to walk away and slips in the garbage yes. water. And like this is a woman who's not light on her feet. Okay. Somebody, sure. I, the average person heavy set. I wouldn't even say heavy set. Just not Thick. someone who is used to Bulky. catching themselves in a fall. Okay. You know what I mean? You know how like most people stiff, stiff, unlimber, un very unlimber. <laughs> um, like it, it, it was something that I, 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 I notice is that like, especially adults, but most people like, you know, when you're a kid, you're all rough and tumble and you're all yeah. like playing around you fall and down stuff. And you just get right back up. Yeah. And when you fall, you sort of like know how to fall because yes. you're falling all yes. the time and stuff. But like adults just fall like a plank. Like yes. they're, they're just like, look at the surprise. Yeah. yeah. And, and so <laughs> this, this woman lost her footing and just went down like a sack of potatoes into the garbage water yes. and then stood up like. Was she well dressed? Yeah, she was dressed like for work. Like she, oh, she had just man. parked our car and was walking to her work, wherever Fuck. that was. And she was like, Ugh. "It was the the most beautiful instant karma." And like watching her with a tissue, like try to get the garbage oh. water that is, has soaked her entire body. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Nice. I love I love when people fall down. Did anyone laugh? Me too. It's my favorite. I I didn't laugh. I was just like, mm. oh, 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 oh. Do you oh. laugh when you fall down? Uh, well, are you a good sport about your own pain? So I ate shit at whole foods recently, <laughs> somewhat recently. I told you, uh, cause it was rainy. 
Yeah. And I came in and I was wearing boots that had a flat bottom mm-hmm. and I stepped on that polished concrete and it was just Whoop. like, it, yeah, it was, you know, like, <laughs> like your ice skating uh, yeah, on a banana peel. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I completely ate shit, dropped the bag of stuff I was carrying, like <laughs> lot, there's people everywhere. And I just like, I, I got the flash of rage, like for a split huh. second, I was just like, fuck, you know, like, yeah. but then that was immediately I don't know how, uh, maybe I'm mellowing in my old age, but like (laughs) the, that impulse was immediately overshadowed by like me remembering that I always laugh when people fall down. It's just too funny. Right. Like it's too funny because also like, what are you going to do? What are we really going to, am I really going to get upset about this? Hey, I ate shit. Today was my day. (laughs) Yeah. That was me this time. I fall a lot when I run for some reason, but there's rarely anyone around to see it. I've never fallen while running. Like a dozen, half a dozen times I've fallen while running. I feel like if I fell while running, I'd be paralyzed. <laughs> because I, my... You'd fall so hard. My, no, like my hips and my knees and my ankles hurt so much from yeah, running yeah. that like I... Uh, I Like there are times when I'm running in like kind of like crappier areas, you know, where there's like cobblestones yes. and stuff. And I'm like... Really rolling the dice here, yeah. Because I could upset this fruit basket very easily, you know. <laughs> uh, two summers ago, I think it was, yeah, two summers ago, is when I first moved back to New York. I was staying in Bushwick for a month, and I would just run down to Kalb. So it's basically like through Bushwick and Clinton Hill, kind of like, or or I guess it was Bed Stuy, and down. No, it was down Myrtle actually, down Myrtle into Fort Greene. So I would just run Myrtle like straight shot down and back. It was like a four mile. Uh, four four mile run you know there's like a kickback from the burp you know you burp and there's like a little riptide right yeah it's vomit (laughs) surging up your throat anywho um (laughs) so i'm running down this street and there's a few blocks that are really like pretty rough um it's like you know like sort of bad housing and like the the sidewalks are all beat up and all knocked up or whatever and i just ate shit on some beat up sidewalks <laughs> and fell in front of like a bunch of people right no one said anything to me everyone just looked at me fall like cut up my hands and knees like right. look behind me as if like someone tripped me like wipe myself off and keep running I mean, like covered I, in blood too. But sometimes it's apparent that like somebody can like they they can handle it, you know? Yeah, sure. Like, okay, I mean, that was fine. Right. Yeah, no one laughed either. It was more like, eh. I saw a guy slip on the ice out outside your apartment and hit his head on a car. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> Did you laugh? Yeah. Because <laughs> he like hit yeah. his head on like the not like on like the edge of the car, but like off the door, and it just made that like hollow like. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I fell in cement the other day and then like got wet cement all over my shoes, but that was fine. Did you like start slipping in the wet cement? Like it was, it happened quicksand? so fast. Like I, I was reminding him that I was on the ground. There was no like moment of realization that I was, that I was falling or anything. I just looked down and realized that like my shoes were covered in wet cement and there was wet cement on the ground and there was like a bunch of cars in front of me, but it was like so fast. So did you like fuck up somebody's nice cement work? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh man, that guy's going to come back the next day like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very small patch of it too, but uh, yeah, yeah. So sorry, guy. Sorry about that. (laughs) 
Um, so we're here to review 90 Day Fiance. I'll, I will say that I watched like... Is this just a 90 Day Fiance podcast now? <laughs> I watched maybe maybe 45 minutes to an hour of just uh, Big Ed last weekend yeah on saturday morning and today i watched uh yolanda is that right? yolanda and williams yeah <sighs> so two totally different stories well yeah yeah um so we can start with um big ed i guess sure because big ed are they like the biggest or like the most interesting couples uh those two couples yeah um how many couples are there? There are. Let me see. There's Big Ed and Yolanda. There, no, no, Big Ed and Rose, Yolanda and Williams. Um, there's. Uh, I'm really bad with names, so I'm the worst person to be doing yeah. this. But uh, there's the Russian lady and the guy from Tennessee. There's um, the Ukrainian lady. Oh, the the guy from Vegas and the Ukrainian yeah. uh, woman who everyone believes is a figment of his imagination. <laughs> yep. Um, and then there's, Oh, then there's, um, uh, I can't remember what she, baby love. I think that's what she calls herself, but she's like the 60 year old woman from Pennsylvania. That's what I want to see. Um, she's, uh, in Nigeria for the rapper. Right. Yes. Yes. Soja yes, boy. Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I watched, um, Watch Big oh, there's Ed. one more too. There's the 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 British guy and the lady from Connecticut. Yes, right. right, right no right. one cares about them though. Right. They're just like a weird add-on. So, um, when you watch this the show as it is a series, do you get like flashes of each couple? Yeah, it, like see. cuts back and forth. I see. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Big Ed and Rose. You know, I had to say I had to give it to Rose for being like a pretty competent, normal person. Yeah. Right. Like she. Seems like she's genuinely trying or like really thinks she has a boyfriend. Mm, no. Uh, well, I think that that is kind of one of the things that, that you're left yeah. to try to parse out of every situation. You know, like that's one of the things that's fascinating about this show where you're like, does he like her? Does she like him? Like, what's the. I don't believe that she likes him. Right. But I believe that she is trying to have a relationship. Sure. I believe that what I mean by that is I believe Big Ed is too, but Big Ed is trying to have the idea of what romance is in his yeah. life. Yeah. And I don't think she's doing that. I think she just like wants to have wants to not sleep on the floor and wash her clothes in the bucket. Right. I think she wants a, a- partner who can um help facilitate her building a better life yes absolutely and i think which happens all the time absolutely and like i we know many people i know someone who's dating a rockefeller right now Ooh, um (laughs) like you know that happens constantly yeah there's nothing wrong with that well sure yes i'm not i don't don't know i don't want to say there's nothing wrong with that i think it's um it's common sure Sure. I guess it, to what degree you define a better life is, though. That's that's like a, there's some gray area there, right? Well, her life is particularly rough. Yes, but she seems to handle it pretty well. Yeah, but I he think, hates it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so also, like, he's a very like sheltered, comfortable, like 
soft handed guy. Yes. Where like his range of discomfort is very, very minimal. Yeah. Like he can't sleep on sheets that have less of less than a thousand thread count. And he can't walk around in the Philippines and be hot and be okay. Yeah. Um, so I have trouble feeling for him. I, I like him less and less. The show goes on. I personally think that he is a total scumbag. He's wildly manipulative. Crazy in a way, manipulative. In a way that I don't think he's aware of at all. Like, I don't think he thinks he's being a, a bad guy. I think he thinks he's doing his best in his mind, but he's being extremely selfish. Yeah. I, I don't think that he thinks he's actively being deceptive, like deceptive yeah. or, or evil or anything. <clears throat> but I would say that he is deceptive and is being Absolutely. pretty evil. Absolutely. Like, do you want me to spoil anything for you? Or do There's you, a, you, a shitload of self-interest on his part? Yeah. Like, the thing that is most you can spoil it. I'm not going to keep watching it. Okay. Well, um, I don't think so. Anyway. So like, have you seen any <laughs> of the clips where he talks about his plans to get a vasectomy? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And she has apparently expressed very clearly yes. that she wants two more kids. Yes. So and he was telling this to his friend and he was like, you have to tell her that. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see. <laughs> so the, the, like I'll put mayonnaise in my hair, but I won't tell her this detail. Right. Yeah. And he keeps like minimizing that as like, as an important thing he's just like whatever you know i'll tell her about it and she'll be fine whenever or he or he never will right and i thought something's wrong with him well he does oh he does he does tell her okay and uh what he he tells her that after he arrives like you see all these scenes of him with her in the philippines where he like he buys her lingerie and a bikini and makes her shave her legs and tells her she has bad breath and buys her like mouthwash and, and, uh, and a toothbrush. And she's like, I have an ulcer. That's why my breath is like that. I'm sorry, (laughs) but thanks for making me feel terrible about myself. And And he asked her to get an STD test. Yeah. The STD test, all this stuff. And like, it doesn't take very long before you realize what he's there for. Yes. He wants to fuck a hot 20 something. He was there for an ideal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the ideal doesn't have any opinions that like yes. really matter. Yes. The ideal just looks a certain way. Again, super common. Right. And he will find that. And here's the thing that I think is actually evil about him. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a big spoiler after the last episode. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the most recent episode, I don't know. Fast forward a few seconds, <laughs> but he tells her, and she like goes off on him, telling him like what what a lying dirtbag he is, basically. And then she leaves. But you know what? You know what's interesting about this though, as we're talking about it, if he if he did the same things he was doing now, you know, he's after this ideal. He wants to fuck a twenty something year old. Yeah. If he happened to be taller and better looking, yeah. he could do all those things, and no one would fuss about it. It just. The fucked up part is that he's not, and so he has to like manipulate his way into someone else's pants. Like it's still manipulation, right? Yeah, it's all, it's both totally manipulation. But if he was some like tall, handsome guy that women were attracted to, right. he would still do those things, right? And so, people would st- still be on board with it. Yeah the the thing that's like he just has less options now, right? The thing that's like particularly sickening about him in my mind um, is like, he keeps minimizing this thing where she's like, yeah, she said she wants to have two more kids, but like, I'm not going to do that. And like to him, that doesn't mean they're incompatible. That just means that 
her dreams will just get exactly pushed aside because exactly. they are not in line with what he wants. Right. And like, like, so she tells him or he tells her and she is like floored. Yeah. And is like, you know, like you insulted me all these times with, uh, with the fucking toothbrushing and the STD yeah. test and all this stuff. And I told you from like the moment I met you that I wanted to have two more kids. And also they've been talking for fucking three months. I know it's not like that. Come on. It, it, yeah. But like, then he gets mad and storms away. Yeah. And because she tells him that he's a bad person. And he's like, did you just say that I'm a bad person? And he like gets up and walks away and like, they appear to be totally finished. Yeah. But, uh, the, what I, what I realized is that like the one, like he believed that he was in such a position of power over her that like that nothing that she said that she wanted was like important. W- was was yeah. important or right. or not malleable to right. to the right. force right. that right. he wields. Right. 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 And like to me, that is the most disgusting thing. Like, yeah, I totally agree. I'm just saying, like. I think that's super common in relationships for sure. Uh, but it's just worse because he has to find an extra layer of deception to get it for him. Right. I mean, it, I'm being super cynical, but I mean, I think it's really hard not to take a cynical view of like, uh, you know, clearly comfortable, like middle-class guy. Yes. Who's admittedly, you know, I'm very goofy looking, you know? Yeah. And he goes to an impoverished nation to like find his love. Like there's a, there's a reason that he's entering into that dynamic. And like no interest in like understanding her culture. None whatsoever. Or her world or who she is. It is just a massive inconvenience that he yes. has to go through to get his hot chick back to his place. Yes. That's really all it is. Absolutely. And it is so gross. Yeah. Does she come back to San Diego? No, they're in the Philippines when they split up. Oh, they split up. Yeah, she's like, you're a piece of shit. And he's like, you know, well, she's, she's like, you're a terrible person and you made me feel terrible and I'm done with this. And he's like, you call me a terrible person and stands up and storms off as if she did something wrong. Yeah. And then like the episode ends with them not together. So I don't know if like that's going to be fully the end. Cliffhanger. Ooh, cliffhanger. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my only... I don't really have a complaint with it, but like I could barely watch those episodes with him and her. It was so like incredibly cringeworthy. All of it, him asking her for the STD test, them trying to be intimate at all, him rubbing her feet any kind of like romanticism or anything felt so contrived, but they're using like terms of endearment and love for each other. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. Like no one's comfortable with each other, but we're saying that we want to be together. I'm talking about our future. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's like the, the elephant in the room in all of the situation. Like most of the time when you're on this show, you're watching, you're you're seeing actually two people together. Yeah. It's not like the catfishing thing that's going on on the show, but like you see two people together and you watch them, go through this farce where yeah. it's like they're pretending that they're in love, but in reality, like they're in a mutually exploitative situation Yes, and they've kind of agreed to it. Yep. Um, and it's, it's so weird to watch the hoops that each person will jump through to protect their own ego while they are really humiliating themselves to get what they want. And also like chasing, uh, a constructed idea of romanticism too. 
Right. Like going through these like motions, like you're saying of what romance and love is and who, like how they feel and like these performances of intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Mm -hmm. the, I bought you this lingerie and this right. robe and the bubble bath. And she's like, right. I sleep on a concrete floor in the back of a store, dog. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What the fuck are you talking uh, about? You won't stop fucking talking and I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but he's like, mm, now you're entering my world yes. of like what I want and think and expect. And yes. you're going to do that shit. And that is just so you are my guest. sick. Yep. No, you're not my guest. I bought you. <laughs> Fair. Like I can't, there's a reason I made this trip. You know, yeah. and it wasn't to see the card shop you sleep in. It was to right. like, it was to be treated the way people don't treat me back home. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which yes. is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Looking to buy some respect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so I watched Yolanda and Williams oh. today. Um, I had it on the background. How'd you I, like those pictures of Williams? Uh, he loves Photoshop. Jacked. <laughs> he also loves the... Um, What's the filter? He's very using very like adding um, sharpening. Yeah, yeah, extreme sharpening. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, he's handsome. Yeah, he's obviously a model in some stock agency. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the guy, that, I mean, the the worst part about this is that this is a sad woman who has like self esteem issues and is heartbroken being blatantly exploited oh by my this God, guy yeah. and it's a total fucking scam totally that one's just like it's hard to get into with that one did you see the one where yeah. she talks to him on the phone there it's a couple times yeah and she's like she's going on and on about how he lives in in england he's british yeah she says yeah and she's like uh like you hear him talking he does not have a british accent yes and she's like the british accent is just the yes. sexiest accent and it's like what are you talking about? Yes. That is definitely not a British guy. But also, like, he doesn't know what airports are in London, in England. Yeah, he's just like London. Go to London. Airport. <laughs> uh. Just Google it. <laughs> Every, can't everyone just Google the fucking airports? <laughs> and is his plan like he's trying to tell her to go to an airport? And is his plan to like just make her show up? And like, what gain is that for him? He's just sort of like saying, just like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Just ghost her. He does. Well, yeah, I know, but like, yeah. but still, like, he lets it play on to the point where, like, it's it's leading her on to the point where she thinks she's going to find romance. Like, if you're not going to get money from her, just let her go. But if you think about it from his end, assuming he's like a dude sitting in a call center somewhere, Which or he absolutely is definitely, um, <laughs> like the the expenditure of effort on his end to like maintain that each day is pretty minimal. Yeah. You know? I mean, wh- where is this phone number from? Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah. Um, and the daughter's like, well, we know it's a Nigerian phone number. And she's like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's easy to change your phone number. And, yeah. You know, and I would just pick Nigeria just because. Yeah. And did you see the thing where his uh, Instagram gets wiped? Yes. And then she gets an email from like a different email address. That's like, we have all the nudes that you sent to Williams and we want money. Yep. And it was from like sexy bitch 45 or something. <laughs> oh God. Man. So she's like, Oh yeah. A friend of his emailed me and she said she has photos. Like, like what's happening. Also, it's weird because she also lies about herself. She lies about her age. Yeah. She hides her body. Right. Everybody's lying. Everybody is, uh, everybody is like, playing a little game so what what i really like about this show is that like 
that uh I feel bad for her, man. Yeah, I mean her husband died. I feel bad for her too, but like how stupid can you be? I know, but she's like I know. I don't know. I mean, I know I felt bad for Big Ed last time too, but I feel I feel worse for her cuz she seems more yeah, she's being a dope. She's allowing herself to be deceived, but she's she just wants to feel better about her life. And granted, she's going about it the wrong way, but like someone's giving her attention and telling her like they care about her and she's I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I mean, it, look, I'm I'm not in her situation, obviously, yeah, so it's yeah. probably difficult for me to sympathize. Yeah. But like <clears throat> you know, I Listen, I've been on the internet since the 90s, right? <laughs> I have experienced the... Have you ever been catfished? I don't think so. I, I mean... I don't think I have either. Uh, I, I have experienced the, uh, you know, as a veteran of IRC and then MySpace and all these things, like, yeah, I have experienced the, you know, titillating experience of, like, chatting up a random stranger who yep. shares a picture with you and they're hot. Yep. And you're like, hey, all right. <laughs> cool i suddenly feel better about the fact that i'm like sitting here in my parents living yes. room at three o'clock in the morning thank on you the- for validating me yeah this is great yes but like i also have a grasp on reality and like sure. i understand you know the 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 truth of the matter is like <clears throat> we are in this bubble you know you and i and our peers and people our age per not even people our age but like people who are you and i are like relative to other people our age like we're extremely online sure you know like we're at our computers all day long like we have a very cynical and experienced view of like how things work yes there's people who like the only thing they know about the internet is that you can go to facebook.com and log in yeah and there's people there and then suddenly like a hot person friends you and it's like, whoa, Oh, Hey, what, what's yeah. this? Like, yeah. right. I mean, I have dated people that I didn't know through like MySpace and Instagram. Right. Like, like that stuff happens. Sure. And I just feel bad. Like that. She thinks that like someone, it's so funny. She's like, most people who send you DMs are scumbags. <laughs> like, I mean, the thing is like you, like, Yes, you've done those things like you've dated people you met on the internet and stuff yeah. like that, but you also went into those situations like understanding what the obvious parameters are, sure, what the sure, obvious sure. red flags are for things not being real. Like his photos are clearly stock photos. It's pretty hot, dude. <laughs> pretty like, jacked guy. Super jacked, dude. And then he doesn't have a camera on his phone. That's a pretty funny Oh my God. Yeah. Like the the rationalizations that she accepts are insane, but like, yes, I feel bad for her, but there, after you're watching it for enough time, or at least to me, like my sympathy for her starts to sour and I'm like, Oh, one of the problems here is that you think that's what you deserve. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say, if it was like a normal dude who works at like subway, who has like a dumpy body, would she be so wrapped up in it? Or if it was just a normal looking guy who's like, I work at ABC corp, you know, another state or like like, some dude. Yeah. But like she thinks that she deserves like a crazy jacked. Yeah like dude who's 30 years old yeah and that's completely delusional yeah anyway these are my hot takes (laughs) um i think we're the only people 
in our listening group who are watching this show. Probably. Um, so I'm sorry if this is not entertaining for you, but it's, it's a really twisted world to enter. Uh, it's all just manipulation and, and distortion and ego. It's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's like, it's, it's gotta be happening all the time. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I just, absolutely. Yeah. It, it boggles the mind to like, like think about the dumbest person, you know, Mm -hmm. they're on the internet talking to people. Yeah. She didn't seem like a bright lady. I'm not even like that. I know. I know. I know. I wasn't like, I didn't have the crosshairs on her, but like in terms of like, you know, being savvy enough, I listened to a podcast a long time ago. uh, I think it was a planet money episode. And I, I, it has echoed through my brain ever since. And it's about this woman who gets taken in on an investment scheme Uh and it's a total scam, but it's like, it's like some kind of real estate investment thing. And she falls for this after like a cold call. Like somebody yeah. calls her and is like, Hey, we have this investment opportunity. So many people just need someone to talk to. Yeah. She ends up sending them like $50,000 or something. Yeah. It's fucking gone, obviously. And it's like her life savings, whatever. And, uh, they talk about that and they talk about MLMs, you know, like yeah, yeah. how people get like lose their life savings and fill their garages with MLM garbage, like yeah. stacked to the rafters. And the question that they posed was like, how does a normal person fall for this stuff? Yeah. And they said like they, they had, you know, this psychologist or whatever comes in and he said that, uh, what it really comes down to is that like for a lot of people, the, like the machinations that are, that need to take place and like the, the, what what's required to achieve that thing they're trying to achieve is completely shut off to them. Like it's completely shut out to them. Like for, for a little, you know, grandma or whatever in the Midwest who has scraped and saved $50,000, you know, over the course of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, she doesn't have the foggiest clue how somebody gets as rich as sure. like a wall street guy. Sure. Right. So if a wall street guy calls her or someone she believes to be a wall street guy and says, Hey, this is how it works. I can make you this rich too. It's to, to that person. It's as plausible as anything. Yeah, sure. Sure. So like I started, when I heard that, I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. When you think about like people going blindly into situations, but there's also the idea of like, why would someone scam me too? Right? Like why? I don't know. Just a, more of a, a trust. I think it's less gullibility and more, yeah. Um, like lack of education, like yeah, actual, yeah, yeah. like yeah. just lack of like savvy the way the world works. Yeah. And I think you could apply it to these relationship things too. Like the way people get taken in on, uh, like, like you're seeing on 90 day fiance, like, like for them, they're like, well, I don't, I don't know how you meet somebody on the internet and vet them. So why can't this be real? The thing about Rose and Ed though, is that I don't feel like she's taking him that hard. Like maybe she is. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think she is. Yeah. Like it seems like she just really wants a better life for herself. I think he's taking her. Yes. Totally. Yeah, totally. And so like, that's even a sadder part about it. You know, like I think she's trying to find a better life for herself and like saw this way to do it. And like, yeah, it's not ideal, but like we can make it work. Yeah. I mean, if I lived in an impoverished country, I would be, 
I'd be doing my best to get jacked and I'd be on Facebook <laughs> friending every single woman yeah. in the United States being right. like, what's up? Yeah. You're 65. Let's do this. Come at me. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's depressing. The, you got to watch the one with, uh, um, I think she calls herself baby love and, and soldier boy. But she, there's the episode where she's going and her friends like throw her a little party before yeah. she leaves. Yeah. And she's like a, like a gravelly 60 year old from Pennsylvania. Right, right, right. And she's like, her friends give her like a box of condoms <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going to need them. And they're like, what do you mean? And she's like, he's never slept with somebody without using a condom. And that's what I'm going to give him. Oh, like, so she, and so they show this guy like in Nigeria where he's like part of the local music scene. Like yeah. he, he does in fact make music that is terrible, but yeah. he makes music and like has friends. He lives with like four roommates and stuff. You're telling me that that guy has never raw dogged it with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been waiting for it's a 60 year old woman. It's entirely possible. <laughs> but she, she talks about it like, Oh, I'm about to slap the golden handcuffs on him and drag him back here I'm because like, that's his oh, because man. I got what he's been wanting his whole life. Oof. And it is just like that like I've been smoking for 40 years voice. Yeah, and, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. man. Do so they good. like FaceTime the two of them? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then she goes to she flies to Nigeria and like hangs out there for a couple Damn. weeks. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um it's too, is it too early to, for top three? No, we can do that. Um, I had some comments from people. Uh, let me see. Haters? No, no, no. No haters. <laughs> uh, did you see uh, Twitter said they can just work from home indefinitely? Yeah. Forever? I'll bet a lot of companies are going to do that. Yeah. I'm sure that's uh, that's life now, huh? I when when uh, a friend of mine used to work at Twitter, and I was in San Francisco, so I went to visit him, and he uh, like gave me a tour of the office, and then like we had lunch in the Twitter cafeteria. Huh. Dude, you it's all free. You walk around, and they're like shaving prime rib for you, like it's yeah. it's insane. So if you're the CEO of that company, and you're paying to have prime rib shaved like on order for the employees, and that employee says they want to stay home instead, it's true. <laughs> All right. See ya. It's true. Um, I'm not getting Wi-Fi here for some reason. Uh-oh. Is your Wi-Fi down? Um, no. Sorry, one second. You see these guys doing push-ups outside of a gym? Yeah. To protest? Oh, man. They're showing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's uh, your next week of uh, pandemic been? Okay. You know, I I feel like I'm I'm going through some... I'm going through something What's mentally, yeah. emotionally. I don't know. I'm giving up beer this week. Why is that? Because I love beer. I love beer. Oh my God. <laughs> I have a very intense love affair with beer, but, um, I found that it's too easy to while away the hours drinking beer. Yeah. And, um, I'm getting fat as shit. Mm-hmm. And I've been on this marathon training plan where I'm running four days a week and uh, can't, you can't drink beer all night and run. And run morning. 10 miles the next yeah, day. It's just, terrible. oh my God, yeah, I yeah. feel horrible. So yeah. I'm, I'm cutting that out because I'm burning the candle at, at both ends. Been eating a lot of weed recently, which is <laughs> pretty nice. <laughs> um, we have, sorry, what, what, are you, what are you going through though? I've been having really weird dreams. Uh-huh. 
And my recent dreams in the last few days have like involved people from my past Interesting. Who, who I have like wronged Interesting. Or, or been like uh, romantically involved with. Mm. And I, I, I didn't, I wouldn't say that Eric like, Price is, this is your life kind of scenario. Yeah. 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 I'm having a little bit of that at night, huh. which sucks. Yeah. But maybe that's what happens when you eat pot rice Christmas treats. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious right now. But I do wake up feeling like dynamite. So, um, um, whatever helps you sleep, right? Yeah, I've been waking up in and journaling, and it's been helping a lot. Oh, that's nice. And then meditating too. I just wake up and just I when I wake up in the morning, it's like you ever ride a log flume. And you're at that part at right at the top where the thing's tipping yeah. and you're like, oh, we're going. Yeah. And you douche yeah. right down into the bottom and get, you know, s- slammed with all the water. Uh-huh. That's like when I wake up in the morning and the water is anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up going over. You, the, you feel great when you tipping wake up. over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, physically. I see. But mentally, it's a war zone. <laughs> <laughs> I usually feel okay. I feel definitely anxious. I need to not have my phone in my room because I sort of like read work emails in the morning or like work slacks at like yeah, 8 a.m. It sucks. Uh, but yeah, I, I was talking to a friend who was having a hard time. She had moved in with her boyfriend before. Yeah, I'm not going to tell the story, but it had a difficult situation. And she was telling me about like um, her, she was waking up and sort of like writing every morning and it helped like clear her mind and helped like get a lot out of her head. Because I'm aware that like my emotions are sort of all over the place under um, quarantine mm-hmm. and that I'm trying to have a better like grasp on I'm all about control. I'm all about trying right. to control my emotions. Right. And it's pretty difficult sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my wife has been kind of wigging out. She's been more desperate to leave. Yeah. Like she, she's like, let's find I'm feeling that too. vacation property upstate that we can go to yeah, or something exactly. like we got to find somewhere to go because yeah. Yeah. this is too much. But yeah, I don't know. Um, hit me with the top three. Uh, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> you, you are listening to Frank and Eric's. You're going to feel strong pressure on the prostate gland from inside your rectum. Top three showdown. Okay. The rhythm part, the rhythm part, gets me every time. Yeah, um, we had a comment from a, a listener that said, "I can't give any more top three suggestions because I'm afraid you'll shit on them in a public forum for not being interesting enough." Oh, well, okay, that is accurate. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Shoot your shot, though. You know, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, we got a couple here. Top three family family members. Top three. Um, Action movies, top three sexual experiences. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> top three art that has changed your life. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about any of those except for the sexual experience. Where, yeah. That's just not where I'm it's trying a weird, to go. It's a weird time. Yeah. Uh, Picture the weirdest thing you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Picture some also, real taboo breaking stuff um there's also a question um where was it uh sorry basically the question of like if you could tell your 17 year old self 
what your life would be like now. Yeah. Like, or your sexual experiences 20 years later. Yeah. How do you think your 17 year old self would respond? So psyched. <laughs> so incredibly complete psyched. disbelief. I was just trying to see a breast for the longest time. Yeah. That was just my, like my man, my one life journey. Yeah. To maybe see some, some bare breasts at some point. I mean, we're from like the stone age. We're from, <laughs> we're, we, we were like, we were popping boners to scrambled boobs on Cinemax yes. in the middle of the night. Yes. And it's like to see a breast in real life intentionally yeah. on purpose not like you walked by someone who got like their shirt ripped off by accident or something. Yeah. Or like a girl's walking by a fence and like it got caught in the fence and her, her titties <laughs> fell out. Like <laughs> not that. Right. Like there's someone who doesn't say, Oh no. After their shirt comes <laughs> off. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, it, it was so mysterious. Yes. And now possible. Now it's like, I got, I, oh, oh, 4k video content where <laughs> it's like the person's actually making eye contact yeah. with me and you're married. Yeah. <laughs> also that <laughs> I'm saying the availability. Yes, of, of course. Of, um, yeah. You know, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I think my, my 17 year old self would be, uh, shocked. I, I, it's funny. The, the 17 year old thing I, I was reading, um, I was reading a, a thread on Reddit that was, it was something about reformed incels. It was like, it was, it was like people who considered themselves incels in the past, but yeah. have, have reformed. How do you feel about it now? Like how do you, you mm. know, what's your like perspective basically? And there were like some people who like, it's like uh, being a white supremacist. Yeah, yeah. Like a uh, cult, basically. There were there were some people who were like, "Yeah, I was fully into it." I would like the this one guy was like, "I was a a being made of pure hate." Like Ugh. I was so hateful and resentful of everything, and then to find this like uh, community that like nurtured that sense of rejection is w- yeah. whatever. You, everything you can imagine. What happened? Um, you stop being a psycho. Yeah, started like meeting people in real life and going out and yeah, getting reality yeah. checks and yeah. like getting uh, therapy and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like luckily people are able to survive that. But there were a few people who checked into the thread who like I, I was able to really relate to and they were older and they're like, yeah, you know, I grew up in the 90s and like obviously we didn't have a, any access to like the world of incels or mm-hmm. you know that like wasn't a thing. Um, but they were like, I'm glad that that didn't exist when I was growing up because like to have felt the things that I felt and then find a community that would like amplify them and reinforce them would be really, really, um, toxic and, uh, harmful. And, and I, I sort of feel that way. Like I was, uh, you know, the most unfuckable nerd ever in high school. And like, I, I somehow channeled that energy into like creativity, creativity and like caring about art and like stuff. But I, there was definitely like this, I was thinking this, this is also sort of overlaps a bit with the dreams I've been having where I've been thinking about people that I've wronged. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of the like, uh, wrongs that I have committed in my life have not been like directly, um, like abusive toward other people, but I have kind of like 
put people on an emotional hook that they had no desire to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I was a lot younger. Sure. Like, uh, yeah, like you not intentionally, not though, intentionally, right? but yeah. you're you sort of like have expectations for people that they didn't sign up for. Yeah, and of course. Especially when you're like a lonely dude in in the nineties, isolated and like and and you're just like, you know what, you know what would rescue me from all of this? Some companionship. Just some companionship with the right manic pixie dream girl yeah, who right. will come along and fucking fix everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like that. Uh, that notion was popular in pop culture. Just endless longing. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the first person who wanders into your view that you can like project that onto, I feel really bad. I remember meeting a straight edge girl at a, at a, at a show. Yeah. And just like, just really overdoing it. Super, super overdoing it and really embarrassing myself. Yeah. Many women have had to endure months of me overdoing it. (laughs) Yeah, same. if not years. Yeah, I was like, "This is it. I found someone who I can fall in love with. This is great." Yeah, I'm 17. I'm gonna drive to your work and hang out with you. Or, yeah, yeah. God, just gonna keep hanging out. <laughs> I'm gonna hang out the and longest, see, and I'll see you at the MXPX show <laughs> next weekend. I'm gonna hands on a hard body this thing, and I will stand here until I die. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. If I were to go back in time and tell 17, I would never go back in time and tell 17 year old Eric how dope things turn out. No way. I would have no, no motivation. No way. No way. Yeah. And then I would fuck the whole thing. And then, it, <laughs> and, and then I would change the future and I don't know what I would be right now. Yeah. Yeah. You need that like insecurity and awkwardness to fuel other things. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would have been so psyched. um okay so we got top three from a a few listeners um sorry uh we do do top three action movies i guess okay also you want to do top three art that changed your life or top three family members I don't want to do top three family members. Me either. It's going to be too depressing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I could do either one of those. I could maybe even do both. I don't know. Yeah. You, you go. You choose. Uh, I'll do art. Okay. You didn't want to do art, did you? I mean, it's going to be it's the more like earnest one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Action movies. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> top action movies. Oh, no, let's uh, do art. Let's do art. It could be anything. Music. Action movies are art. Yeah, sure. If it's an action movie, that's your art. Sure. Yeah. Um, that changed your life. That changed my life. I think, uh, in no particular order, I would say James Terrell. Mm, yeah. Like I encountered his stuff in college and I was like, whoa, whoa. I, yeah. I didn't really think about art that way before. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing, um, certain like kinds of punk or heavy music. Um, this sounds so corny, but like, I remember hearing Nirvana at a really early age and that kind of like, Oh, this is like really snarling and sarcastic and like really cutting into my worldview right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number two in no particular order, like I said, is, uh, the uh, Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusions album. <laughs> I've already talked about this ad nauseum on the podcast, but I I purchased those in, I believe they came out in 1991 or something. 
but I used my birthday money to buy them. And it was when I was like, just my brain was just turning into a pop culture sponge. I was yeah. watching MTV all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there was the trilogy of videos that came out, uh, when, when those albums came out and it was don't cry November rain and estranged. Sure. And like, it's impossible to like understand now how like important music videos were back in the day. Mm-hmm. Huge. And, and like they had a countdown to like the premiere of these videos when they were coming out. And I was so, I was such a little like, like eighties, like butt rocker metalhead kid. And I just loved it so much. And the videos were like weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I was artful. Yeah. And I was suddenly like, Oh, there's like a message here that I'm supposed to be decoding in some way. Yeah. And it was, I remember it being literally the first time in my life that I was like, Oh, there's like a second layer to this that I'm supposed to understand. I felt that way about, uh, some music when I was a kid too. Like a few different albums. Um, I'm embarrassed to say it, but, uh, Pearl Gems versus, like they were, yeah, I know. Like uh, <laughs> the album is fine, but they really made a lot of effort with like the packaging of it. Yeah, and that had a big impression on me. Like the style of the art that 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 existed within it. it was like, oh, you're trying to make art too. Yeah, outside of just putting on a record. Yeah. Um, so this one is a bit tangential. Um, I was, I'm gonna say, um, John Waters. Uh, I think it's called polyester. I don't know. Um, it has like a scratch and sniff uh, element to it in the movie. They're like, they're like they flat. It comes with a scratch and sniff card. Oh, oh, I think I know this. Polyester. I don't know. And, um, and so like it comes with a card with a scratch and sniff and then it flashes numbers on the screen throughout the movie and you're supposed to scratch off and smell whatever it is. One yeah. to fart. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there's a line in the movie. Divine is in the movie, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a line in the movie uh, where one of the daughters says, I'm going to get an abortion and I can't wait, which I haven't gotten out of my head since I saw it. <laughs> yeah. um, but that movie I just use as an example of the time in my life. Cause I remember I, I saw that movie because I was hanging out with a group of people that were like new to me. Um, like I was hanging out with a bunch of like kind of much more creative kids that I met drawing caricatures mm-hmm. out of six flags in New Jersey. And this guy, Kyle, uh, was very into movies, very into film. And like, he's a big John Waters guy and didn't have much exposure to like non big studio movies. Right, you know? right. And so, uh, just seeing that and hanging out with these guys and like going to diners and like drawing comics and making zines and like being exposed to all these different ways to be creative that I didn't really think about before and didn't really like embrace in myself or like feel the freedom to do was all around me. And that was very, very liberating and a very like different way to think about things. And everyone was always trying to make something like a movie or an album or just play music or just make a comic or just do whatever, like constantly making something. Yeah. And that was an energy I was never really around before. Yeah. My third one is very similar to that. I would say, um, my third one is, uh, so this guy that I was friends with in high school, he was much older than me. Well, not like much older than me, maybe like five to seven years older than me. Yeah. Um, but he was like a local punk guy. His name's Jimmy. He, uh, he did a zine for years called what me worry. Yeah. And 
like I think that was probably the first zine I ever saw because like I met him and you yeah. know got a copy of it whatever <clears throat> but it was like a photocopied zine and he he had these stickers that had like a very recognizable logo on them and it was the and, and like so I was this like you know little punk kid he used this punk dude who lived the next town over and like Billy Joe from Green Day had a What Me Worry sticker on his guitar. Mm. And I was like, it, it was like, you know, puncturing that, like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that wall, wall between yeah. like who we were and like our, like rock stars, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you can just go and make art on a photocopier. And, you know, it was usually like essays. He would interview bands, stuff like that. But like, you could just make art and like distribute it. And, and like it could get all the way to the guy you're seeing on TV. There's that level of freedom to it. Yeah. Like that absolutely like changed my life realizing that you like can make stuff. And, um, you know, like it's probably like, uh, I I think like making a podcast is probably an extension of that in some way, but like, yeah, just the idea that you could like take your creative energy and like make something and put it out in the world and like it could be valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, that just completely changed my whole worldview. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, third, I can't think of a clear third thing. I'm trying to think of like more recent examples. Um, one that comes to mind is uh, there's a Mount Erie record that I love called um, Song Islands Volume 2 um, that I've, I hold very dear to me, but that's not really quite it. Um, but uh, I think it's kind of just living in New York, moving to New York and having like all of the exposure that you have living in New York and all the people that you meet. Even when I just, so my first job in the city full time was working for wine spectator magazine. Yeah. And just meeting all those people that exposed me to so many different things. Yeah. That alone was just like, uh, twice as valuable as whatever I was earning at the job or whatever experience. Totally. Job. I call so, that like I always when people ask me about living in New York or I talk about living in New York, I always talk about this thing I think of as like creative momentum. Yeah. And it's like the 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 people around you here are doing stuff. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's really like they have normalized doing stuff. Yeah. Whereas like if you're in a small town and you're making a zine, you're the weird guy who makes a zine. Yeah. But true. here if you make a zine, it's like, yeah, everybody's making a zine. What's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. You know, and right, it's right, like right, right. you enter this like uh th- like it's like, it's sort of like being a, when I was a writing major in college or, you know, it's like yeah. to be surrounded by people who take what you're doing seriously and see value in it. Like, Support you. yeah, it like yeah. gets you it, it, that's like can be just the push you need to get it off the ground. Yeah. I so, totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, let's do one more fun one. Okay. I thought too sincere action movies. Uh, <laughs> we, we had, a, what was our list, last listener feedback? We had some listener feedback, right? Mm, let me see. Oh, it was, uh, no, they want us to do like, um, rating people like a fuck, Mary, um, yeah, that, kill scenario. Uh, that email was difficult to parse. Yeah. Uh, that's not exactly what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, cl- it's kind of what we're doing, but not quite. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate your, uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate you suggesting it, but I, I'm, I'm not, I'm already married. um are you pulling it up or all right uh i have that email (laughs) Uh 
Um, so uh, they they gave us like categories, but then they supplied the answers. Okay, sort of. But the, I think these categories require me to have a little bit more um, pop culture knowledge than I do. Maybe. Okay. Ninety supermodels. Oh. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> um, uh, Kathy Ireland. Wait, wait, wait. Um, Heather Locklear. She's not a supermodel. She's kind an of. Actress. Kind of. <laughs> um, oh, Tara Banks. Oh, yeah. Tara Banks. Ooh. Man. That polka dot swimsuit is just permanently part of my, my brain, my mind. Yeah. I'm trying to That's think. one of the things that will flash before my eyes when I die. Yeah, one of the things that will flash behind, uh, before my eyes when I die um, she's not a supermodel, but it will be that um, Maxim cover with Jennifer Love Hewitt on it. Oh, man. Do you remember that? I don't, but I, I love Jennifer Love Hewitt. <clears throat> Holy hell. Man. <laughs> I, that, that's one of those covers where like I had to take a break after looking at it. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. This is just irresponsible. Yeah. I'm just like floored. I'm overwhelmed. I, I, I just remember like staring at it with such intense longing. <laughs> yes. Like, just like, like, yeah, I must look like I was having an aneurysm or something. <laughs> <laughs> you probably were. Yeah. Um, so the other ones are comedians. Okay. Um, athletes and over 60 beauties, <laughs> over 60 beauties. I don't know if I know that many. I, yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not really into um, athletics, uh, sports, so I can't really speak to that. Over sixty beauties. I don't really know this one. No, no, I'll find it. <laughs> um. Oh, that one. No, because um, that one is that one is penetrating. <laughs> <laughs> that one is. Oh, this one. No, it can't be this one. No. Yeah, that one's too tame. Um, <clears throat> I'll, we'll find it after. Uh, so do you want to do one more category? Yeah, sure. You want to do one of these? Sure, yeah. Why not? Comedians? Oh, this one? I think that one's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the... It's not even, I mean, it's pretty sexy, but it's not even like that, that sexy. It's just at that age. Yeah. Oh. It just like ruptures your brain. Yeah. It hit me like a truck when I saw that. Seriously, it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with all this? <laughs> um, okay, so... She is a very pretty woman. She is. God bless her. Uh, what do you want to do? Comedians? Yeah, sure. Um, comedians I like. Who do I like that's a comedian? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I love uh, Big J Okerson. Rory Scovel. Rory Scovel is so funny. Yeah. He's my new um, walking the dog high. Listen. Like, okay. He, he's like, he gets kind of absurd in a way that I enjoy. Okay. Um, I listened to your guy, Tom, Tom Segura, listen, recently. His stand up is great. Yeah. I watched the stand up. It's pretty offensive. Yeah. It makes a real, <laughs> real intense slavery joke. Oh, I don't know if I, I didn't love. Uh, I was like, nah. Yeah, I mean that's his thing, you know. Like yeah, yeah, he he yeah. Uh, gets pretty abrasive. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. I I mean I think I don't think he's like the funniest person in the world. Yeah, you don't have to defend him, uh, but uh, 
you know, I think uh, I think uh, racist jokes are sort of where uh, where it's kind of yeah hard to hard to hard to laugh. Yeah. Anyway, um, so okay, um, we're doing what are we doing? Comedians, comedians. Um, Jerry Seinfeld, number one all time. <laughs> Love him to death. My favorite. Yeah, so funny. Cuts me still today. Give me more Jerry Seinfeld all day, every day. Yeah, he has a new special. He's the best. Just came out. Can't get enough of the Feld, <laughs> the Jer. Yeah, him in a great car with another. Rich uh, guy, yeah, who <sighs> slays? That is funny. Slays. That is content. Just, just two white guys driving around getting coffee. God, that show fucking sucks so bad. <laughs> oh my god, I just hate put it. someone else's balls in my mouth for like an hour. <laughs> it's more enjoyable. What? Just and and he's how like, hard does that suck? He's the most miserable person, so right? It, like, he, it's like, oh, you're cool. You're super rich and just love yourself. And I like how he he has like no patience for like the other person going for a laugh. Right. I he's can't. Just like, I can't even fuck? tolerate it for five minutes. Hate it. Just get into a fucking car wreck. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see you fucking roll that thing. I want to see you get T-boned. I want to see Zach Galifianakis get thrown out of that vehicle. I'll watch 100 episodes of Jerry Seinfeld gets T-boned in every car he has. I'll watch, I'll watch that. And it's always on the driver's side. Every, every episode. And just a look of shock on his face when he gets hit by a truck or something. That I'd watch. Man, that'd be good. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh that show fucking sucks. Yeah. Holy sucks shit. Real hard. Yeah. Um hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like David Cross a lot, but I think he's a little too like just constantly angry for me. Yeah. Like he's so angry all the time. Yeah, he has that one I really liked him. It's like he hates so many other people. Yeah. I liked him in the aughts. Yeah, like, me too. He had that one album that came out and he did a um like a tour documentary. Yeah. Do you remember seeing that? Yeah, kind of. It sounds familiar. And there's like there's a, a piece in the middle of the tour documentary where he's like playing rock clubs or something. Yeah. And then like a, a club a club owner tries to stiff him on the on the pay or whatever. So he like puts on a hidden camera and then like goes and confronts the guy and just like makes fun of him so hard to his <laughs> face. And I remember watching that thinking it was just like the most brutally funny thing ever. Yeah. But yeah, not so much anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um I used to like Doug Stanhope a lot too. Yeah. He he's Again, a little, super crass. A little too dark sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like so dark. He's really embracing the void now. Yeah, I haven't listened to him in a couple of years, but I used to love his work. Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember I worked at Esquire. I was listening to one of his albums a lot and loving it, and like trying to push it on Ross and the other editors. And yeah. They were like, "What the <laughs> fuck? No way!" Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't see it going over. No, well, no, didn't go over well. Um, uh, there was a guy I was listening to today that was so funny. Fuck, what was his name? Jeff something. I don't know. It was on. <laughs> sorry, can't help you out, Jeff. It was on. Um, it was one of those Comedy Central. This isn't happening. This yeah, happening yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy who dates like a Filipino woman. No, this guy was like <clears throat> talking about uh, how he he dated a girl for like six years and they never had sex, and he, he was just like such a nerd that yeah. like he just went along with it and. Uh, and he he did he told two stories and like he told this one about like 
dating this girl for six years and like never got to like have any sexual contact with her. And then like the moment they broke up, she went and like banged somebody uh-huh. and then called him and was like, Oh man, like that was awesome. And I, you know how I always <clears throat> said the problem was me. I'm pretty sure it was just you. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, and then, and then he like told this story about working at McDonald's for a long time and then quitting, uh, like when his grandmother died so he could pursue his dreams in comedy or something. But Jeez. the way he told the stories were so funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have favorite comedians. I have to say I like, I like all comedy. I don't know. Yeah. I like, uh, what's his name? John Mulaney. He's fine. He has some good jokes. I'm kind of done with that. Yeah. Guy. Like his first record was really funny. Yeah. Um, um, there, so there's a really good episode of this is not happening or a, a, a story from it. Like it's not the whole episode. Uh, it's on YouTube and it's, uh, this guy telling the story about getting stabbed in the face. Okay. Uh, his name is Doug Smith and it's, it's on one of, it's one of the uncensored episodes of, yeah. um, this is not happening. And I've played that for like multiple people. It's crazy. It happens at the second Avenue subway stop in Manhattan. Fuck. And yeah. And he like, uh, witnesses a woman being sexually attacked and tries to stand up for her and gets stabbed in the face. Oh my face. God. Could <laughs> you imagine if the guy on the ground stabbed me in the face that I saw oh. I was in my jogging gear? <sighs> Man, that'd be brutal. Yeah, and he has like a giant scar on his face. Fuck. So he's like, "Hey, I'm telling you the story of this scar." Uh, yeah, it's it, and it, he. I mean, he's a really good storyteller, and it like it's it's wrapped up very nicely. So it's it's just great. It's a recent. It happened recently. Or no. Uh, I mean, but, uh, the stabbing. <clears throat> Probably. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I think the video came out in 2018. Um. Yeah. It. it it happened to him when he was like an adult. That's brutal. Yeah. He was like on his way back from buying weed or something. And well, I was like, I'm going to be a good Samaritan. I mean, that's great. And got stabbed <laughs> in the face. <laughs> yeah. Holy hell. Yeah. I highly recommend listening to that. Brutal. That's it. That's all I got for recommendations. Yeah. Same. I don't, I don't really have many comedians that I like. I don't listen to much comedy. I remember being depressed at one point and you're telling me to listen to comedy albums and I didn't. Um, you got to find the right ones. Cause I find that, um, like I, I, I like to put on comedy albums when I'm working and stuff. Cause yeah. I can, it's like bite sized. I don't have to like listen to a really long narrative yeah, or anything. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, if you are depressed and you listen to like the wrong comedy, like something that doesn't really resonate with you, it just makes you more depressed yeah, because exactly. you're listening to people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were big on the Aziz and Zari uh, album like years ago. Yeah, first album. I just could never get into it. Oh, I really enjoyed that. The fucking Randy thing. Oof. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was so fucking funny. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, anyway. That's uh, yeah, that's it, right? That's it. That's our that's our all of our recommendations of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. So thanks for listening. This has been um. Frank watches Ninety Day Fiance before the ninety days. Yep. And uh. So wait. So wait. This is before the ninety days. And so like when when does the ninety day happen? So the ninety days is when someone actually moves in, moves to the United States because they get a visa that lasts ninety days, ah. and so they have ninety days to decide if they're going to get married or the person's going to go back. So, 
Okay. So there is no 90 days for Yolanda then, right? Right. This is really just a way for them to sort of like expand the scope of the brand a little bit. I see. But the original show was 90 Day Fiance and the show took place with the person coming to the country. So in, in that show, is there less deception? Yeah, because the people are oh, actually there. I see. So you're just watching the awkward relationship. I see. Yeah, there's a lot more deception going on in this show. Got it. Which is better for TV. Because <laughs> you <laughs> way get darker. See, you get to see people really get broken down. Yeah, really show themselves. Really show their <laughs> intentions. Yeah. Man. So anyway, you should watch it. Yeah. And uh, you can email us at uh, frank at frankneric.com or eric at frankneric.com or both. Yeah. Uh, frank and Eric on Twitter. You can message us, uh, message us there. We don't post very much, but um, we are lurking. Yeah. Thank you for the recent emails. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks everybody who's been reaching out to us, uh, sending us um, topics tell, and stuff. Tell us about your quarantine experience. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the, the weird shit you're getting into because <laughs> I'm just staring at a wall over here. Yeah. Uh, I need, I, I need something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, until next time, stay safe. Uh, don't touch your face and stay positive. Right.